Cumbria, my lord. Cumbria. Cumbria. Whoa. Cumbria, my lord. Cumbria. Sound like an Irish folk singer. Um, I took a trip to North Humberland where I went through, um, and then I ventured onto Carlisle. Carlisle, and yeah. And then through yeah, yeah. the Lackey District, yeah, and yeah, then yeah. back to Lancaster. Lancaster, that's nice there, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so... Uh, 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 <coughs> Have you finished? I've got nothing. a hairball. you got an American hairball. Yeah. Episode 10 of the Hot Dinner Podcast. Double, 10 from, double 10 figures. From 10 from Len. 10 from Len. Double figures from Len. Um, who who thought it? Isn't that exciting? Birthday so, cake. Yeah. Thank you for giving me one. Birthday bowl of custard. Uh, so to celebrate, we've hired out um, a studio at £350 a day. Yeah. Uh, and the desk we're using has got 64 channels. So I think this is where um, Thin Lizzy recorded his third album, isn't it? It's where Thin Lizzy recorded his farts. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> I don't know that. Right, let's get right into this, okay. Matthew. Yeah, Come on, let's stop messing on. If you're on Come Down With Me, what would you make? Oh, that's a fantastic question. Because yes. I suppose you could take it from both ways where it's like, what am I good at making? Yeah. But I'm like, well, you, know, you know when people do stuff they're not very good at, but then do yeah. it to get a bit of a rep or like people to think they're quite cool. Yeah. But I'm going to go for the first option to be pleased to hear. Is Chose. it uh, started main dessert? Mm-hmm. You can also throw in some entertainment, you know. For starter, I'm going to make um prawn cocktail. Right, okay. Uh, but let me go a bit it's further. A bit rubbish, but okay. Excuse me. I'm going to get some butterhead <laughs> salad picked from my garden. I don't have a garden. Uh, some radishes. You're a city where you don't have a garden. Uh, little, little, like tiny cubes of cucumber. Prawns. A tiny bit of smoked salmon, just a little bit. What? A bit of chilli powder. Yeah, okay. Then marie sauce and a lemon. Just a, a full lemon. Yeah, full lemon. Yeah. Just to eat as like an apple. Yeah. <laughs> uh, for because I'm just I used to make well I always make them at Christmas and they're just always nice. No, yeah. It's okay. easy to do. You you don't you're not going to get stressed there's making no a prawn cook, cocktail. No cook, but then there's a lot of people who don't like fish. So now idiots. I don't care. Yeah, don't care that's their them. problem. I don't want you yeah. to win. Then for me, and I'm going to make. Uh, oh, it's going to really end up being really fishy. This I've just realised. Who's bothered me? For me, and I'm going to make seafood linguine. Nice. Uh, yeah. in, in like a white wine and spring onion sauce. Fantastic. Spring, yeah. And it's going to have um, a little bit of salmon. A few mussels, not too many, because it gets a bit like, it smells a bit like dog after a while. <laughs> no, it does. And they're fuck, absolute fuck on. Yeah. And then I can't really have prawns because I've already had them. So I'll probably just have salmon if I'm cod? honest. Do you like cod? Piss off. Haddock? You know what? I, I don't really like my choices already, but. I'm just going to stick over Come on, what would you have for pudding? Fish P- pie? For pudding, I'm going to make a banoffee pie. Okay, banoffee pie. So tell me, Dan, what, what are you treating the guests to? See, I've not even thought of this. This right. is textbook, textbook error. Um, textbook hot dinner error yeah. catastrophe. Let's just say, let's me try to be funny. Um, bag of crisps to start. <laughs> Only cheese and onion. Mm. If you don't like cheese and onion, sorry. You lose. You lose. Um, for... A main pie and coffee. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> the selection of pies. Yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And for the vegetarians, you can have quiche. 
And for dessert, I don't know, a packet of rich tea biscuits. <laughs> that sounds magnificent. Yeah. We'll have to, uh, and then the entertainment can be. Oh, yeah, I didn't think about that. Entertainment, um, throwing the ball off a wall. <laughs> like to get a tennis ball, throw it off the wall. And the winners, whoever can hit the other person in the head. My entertainment's going to be uh, grout in the shower. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I'd might come. as well, you know, might as well do something that yeah. advantages you. Exactly. If, if you're going to lose, you may as well make the most of that. Get a decent shower out of it. What's yeah. your favourite Oasis song? Um, don't cry away. I've um, I've got another diary entry from Johnny Marr. He's still up Mount Everest. Still up, still up yeah. there. Is he doing all right? I think he's doing all right. Yeah, he, he's getting. A, you can tell he's getting a bit weary. War yeah. weary. Well, on, to be fair, he looks weary anyway. Yeah, so. I'm not sure how well he's faring, but yeah. It, it, I'll let him go into it more in the in the diary entry, but yeah, I think he's struggling with the the altitude. Yeah, so poor weary Johnny. I'll have a listen to what he sent us. Yeah. What's up, guys? It's Johnny Marr again. <laughs> this is the diary from my fifth day on Everest with Ant Middleton and now Stephen Morrissey. <laughs> I open my tent and step onto the Everest snow for another day. Ant was already up and cooking us vegetarian sausages and tofu scramble for our breakfast. Ant is dead big on his vegetarianism and even strikes in Extinction Rebellion alongside figures such as Bernard Matthews and John Cleese. Ant filled our plates of his magic sausage and then told us today the climb would get much harder and our western lungs would suffer. Mount Everest stands just over 20 foot and so it's easily the highest lump on the world. When humans, especially Western rock stars such as myself, get too high in altitude, not on the devil's lettuce, I will long struggle to get more air in this new environment. This is where the Sherpas come into their own, as they do in fact have eight lungs. <laughs> One hour into the day's climb, I was really struggling. I sounded like a Yorkshire Terrier, or a stressed banker in a big city like Huddersfield. Ant was desperately trying to incite some inspiration into me with words such as, come on Johnny, you're our hero. There's a job waiting for you in the SAS for men like you. Meanwhile, Morrissey was just sucking his thumb and repeating the phrase, "Dilly lily. I was now at the back of the group and was being massively weighed down by my signature Fender guitar I had made for the climb, the Everest Master. Suddenly, a blizzard struck and lost sight of the group completely. A few moments later, I felt myself blacking out and dropping into a dreamlike state. In the dream, I was delighted to find Ant reciting to me the following dose of inspiration. Johnny, you have been nothing but strong and determined during this climb. You cannot, I repeat, cannot give in to this altitude sickness. You need to use the grit and power that you found in yourself in the early days of the climb. Johnny, I've helped you and you need to stay alive. There's only one thing you can return to me. All I need you is to grab hold of my... I suddenly awoke. I was still in this shitstorm and I felt weaker than when Morrissey dropped our Grammy Award for Britain's most sad band on my toe in the 1990s. Suddenly, I remembered something that would save my life. When I had the Fender Everest Master made, I had a tank of oxygen installed into the body. I quickly reached for the guitar and took a huge gulp of the oxygen. Johnny fucking Mao was back. 
As I emerged from the darkness, I saw a handsome, bearded soldier come to rescue me. It was Ant. The Everest mission continued. That night, Morrissey, Ant and I recollected my shenanigans on the mountain and watched a few episodes of The Simpsons on Morrissey's portable DVD player. The climb continued. Is that, is that, more, is that him finished? Yeah, he's finished just for the day anyway. Oh, okay. So we learnt a lot, learnt a lot of few facts you know, there. I feel Sher- like he's... Sherpas have eight lungs, apparently. <laughs> they do. Yeah. You've not watched documentaries? No, I've, I've, I've just missed They've got them, eight but... lungs and then they've got... Uh, they can jump really high. Yeah. yeah. And the veins... I've lost... I don't know where I was going. Yeah. They've, uh, they've got, got veins They've got eight too. lungs and they've also got four nostrils. Just oh, yeah. to ensure optimum oxygen intake. <laughs> I used to be a Sherpa, but then I had to give a few lungs away. Yeah. Um, that sounds like Smith's song, sounds, doesn't it? <laughs> I had to give a few lungs away. Yeah. Yeah, I really like that tune, Morrissey. It's great. You know, I like, because it reminds me of your experience in Everest where <laughs> the Sherpas, they had eight lungs and they had to, you know, they'd like get, get them took away if they betrayed the mountain. <laughs> the 20 foot mountain, yeah. <laughs> Bill Gates is a college dropout. I've got a 2 1 in science, Bill. Um, guess what? I've got an MSc in science, Bill. Do you remember last time I was talking about um, possibly a second date with Mr. Steve Bruce? Stephen Bruce, yes. Got, got a taste of bolognese. Yeah, do you want to hear? You bothered? Are you bothered about that? I am bothered, yes, please okay. tell me more. So, you know, um, I've, obviously I wanted to go to taste his bolognese because I, I do have an Italian postman. And um, and Steve's gorgeous as well, so you know, I thought I'd definitely have to go up and get it. So last Saturday, um, went up to Newcastle on the train. It was a bit the journey was a bit weird because you know you know when like they announced the um, <laughs> the place names yeah when you're approaching them like instead of that it was just someone shouting boiled onions. <laughs> like, I, I, I don't know who that was. It was yeah, it might have been someone. It's hard to think. Yeah. So um, yeah, pulled up, pulled up into Central Station, went through the uh, ticket barriers, you know, tapped the ticket, and there was um, Steve's car waiting outside for us um, with a chauffeur, and like, but he was wearing like a, like a mask, you know, like to try to hide his identity. Mm-hmm. It was like a pair of tights over his face, just like a smiley face drawn on it. But yeah, like it wasn't really hard to tell who it was. Like what's hard to tell who it was? It was um, a local butcher, Andy Carroll. You know, you know him. You're familiar with local butcher Andy Carroll. Who's uh, Andy Carroll? Is yeah. he a footballer? Yeah, footballer and butcher Andy Carroll. Yeah. So um, he was driving along um, with. Um, it was weird the car journey because there was like, for some reason, a strong smell of beef coming from the uh, glove box, and there was just like, you know, you get the tins of dog food. Mm-hmm. They were there, but just emptied out in the footwell. <laughs> you know. So, but you know, I was too excited for this bolognese to even question it. So we pulled up outside his um, Steve's one bed flat in Long Benton, and Andy booted me out the car, um, right up my ass, and he um, sped off. You know, you know, like he does, likes to speed off, but went straight into a big oak tree. <laughs> he was like crying for help, crying for pain, but I just, I just went inside, went in the lift. So I pressed the level fourteen on the um, on the elevator on the lift, went all the way up, and like already in the lift, I could smell. I was like, oh, I was and getting so excited, like 
I can't even begin to tell you. Mm. But I'm going to anyway. Uh, so I got got to his door, um, pushed it open because you know he always keeps his door open for some reason. Don't know why. Um, and he was there, just him stirring a big pot with both hands, you know, sweat dripping into the pot and everything. You know, like when it was about 30 degrees in his flat, so it was like, got in and it was like a big wall of heat. Majority. Yeah. So, like, obviously he had no clothes on. Well, no, he had like, he had an apron on, you know, you know the ones that just say, like, kiss me quickly on the front, mm-hmm. you know, them ones. Um, and, and a beret, obviously. Yeah, you know. So he t- turns around to um, sh- shows that and cover up his ass, um, and he said, "Just says, all right, go. All right, then, handsome boy, good, so good to see you. Your teeth nearly done, so um, go sit next to have a seat next to that person of um, Deborah Maiden over there, and I'll, I'll bring it over in a minute, late when it's done." So you know, he um, turned back, turned back round to his pot, revealing his. Um, Big pink saggy ass, and um, I let out a bit of a yelp, you know, because I was that excited. I mean, you know, it wouldn't. And so with that image racing through my mind, for like, for, it seemed like hours, but obviously it was only like a few minutes. Steve brought over the bolognese, I tell you, oh, life changing. <laughs> like I had about three bowlfuls before, like asking, like, mate, what's in it? What's the secret? Mate, what's in it? Mate, mate. God, I've got to fucking Seriously, make this at it's home. actually so sick. What's in this? I'll, yeah, so. Well, you know, you know me, John, um, I can't get enough of uh, doing the kebabs. So, um, you know, instead of using mints, I, um, I use doing the meat. Um, you know, it gives a lovely, fresh and fruity feel to the, as you get from the kebab shop. Actually, I actually use... Um, Donor instead of tomatoes and onions too, you know, because um, you can't have too much veg in it. Oh, my ass won't have a trademark sag anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, and like listening to all this, try, frantically trying to write it down, you know, to try and m- recreate it when I got home. Mm-hmm. But it was st- like still going on, like explaining what was all in it. Oh, you know as well, um, instead of that rubbish Italian tomato sauce, I just mix together a fuckload of chilli sauce and garlic sauce. <laughs> you know, put half it in the sauce, um, drink some of it, and then uh, massage the rest into my ass so it gets really pink. And, like, uh, I, I couldn't believe how straightforward... Like, it sounds straightforward, doesn't it? Mm. But, um, you know, I, I, I've, like, went home and tried to re- can't recreate it. But, uh, like, I've had, and I had another four plates there before, you know, passing out on the sofa... Walk back, like walk back up in the car on the way to the station, you know, with um, Andy Carroll driving. <laughs> and I, like, I was a bit, I didn't get a kiss off him, which I was a bit, you know, gutted about at the time. But um, you know, the the recipe makes more than makes up for it. You know, well, because um, it was last week, and um, I haven't actually brushed my teeth since, just to like <laughs> <laughs> keep the um, the flavour of it in my um, in my mouth. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So yeah, that was um, bit of a bit of a hollow story, I guess. Is it, you're gonna see him again, do you think, Stephen? I hope so. Yeah. I, I mean, feel his bolognese wrath. Yeah, he should make a tight pink he ass. Make a range of like Waitrose, isn't it? He's, yeah, he's a what bit, rival? He's lo- like a slimming icon. Rival Lord Lloyd Grossman. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> what could you call it? Uh, 
Bruce Juice. <laughs> Bruce Juice. Yum, yum, yum. Um, I've got a contact with Morrison's <laughs> website. I'm going to sell the Bruce Juice for uh, well, yeah. 20 pence a, not, a unit. It's not really a contract, I'm going. 5 pence a unit. I go in and empty out all the ragu bottles and just pour mine <laughs> instead. You stick me buttocks on the front. <laughs> oh, enough of that Sorry, silliness. Robin, Robin, your impression there, Dan. Yeah, Sorry. thanks. It's, just, it's quite fun. Yeah, yeah, you're right. It's milk! I came as quick as I could. Looks like it and all! What a, what a fuck are these, eh? Can you mind your language, please? I didn't have any flakes. I want it! I want flakes! I can't make 99s with fucking crunchies, but can I? Give it to me. You're giving it to me. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Give it to me, Dan. Yeah. Um. Right, so... I could, look at it, this might be a mis, misjudged question, because looking at you now, I can tell that you're not that bothered about, um, you know, fashion and clothes and that. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, you know, if you were, what would, <laughs> what would your ideal accessory be? What, just that accessory? Yeah. That's a bit of a weird question. Like, it depends what for, but... Just, well, no, just the best one. Could um, be a hat, scarf, sunglasses. Like, like a cane with a ram's head on top of it. <laughs> And like an actual ram's head. Yeah, yeah, real like ram skull, I mean. <laughs> Not actually a cane of a puffin on it. Yeah. Or a pelican. Like, like, Mary, po- like Mary Poppins. Yeah, and paint yeah. it really bright. Yeah. So okay. that'd be my accessory. What would be yours be? Um, oh, trilby. There's no... Fair enough. Is that a question, can't really? argue with that, Trilby, really. yeah. It's not even an accessory, it's just a necessity. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So... Um, you are not allowed on the train unless you're wearing your trilby. You're not allowed on the train with this trilby because you look like a paedophile. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, my sister's just uh, in Scotland ATM. Oh, right. That's for a shout out RN. All so right, there you go. Here you go, here you go, Rebfish. Um, she's on a little camping trip, so I thought I'd do a camping themed quiz for you, Dan. Here we go. Come on. So there's four. Okay, so you know, like. Caravans, camper vans, they always have like very heroic and mm-hmm. myth, inspiring myth, names. Mythical, mythical names. Yeah. So I've got four names for potential caravans, but only one of them is true. Okay. So I'd like you to decide out of the following four, Dan, which one is a real caravan and which one is a caro no. Not a caravan. Yeah, okay. Not a van. Not a caranot. Um, the hunchback of not a van. <laughs> Okay, so first up we've got the Aventador. Okay. Then we've got the Apocalypse. <laughs> Musketeer. Right. The Gerbil. <laughs> um, it's death right, so it's not... So it's one's real. Yeah. What's the third one again? The third one was Musketeer. That's definitely a caravan. It's got to be. Ah, oh, fuck off, Dan. Yes. I reckon the Aventador is probably one as well, you know. The Aventador is a Lamborghini, isn't it? Oh, shit, yeah, that's where yeah. I got it from. It just came to my head, like, that sounds quite caravan Yeah, it, well, um, yeah. I thought you'd have gone for the gerbil, to be honest. <laughs> They're the apocalypse. No, because we, we all know the gerbil is a chain of hotels. <laughs> <laughs> the gerbil tea. Yeah. Um. Okay. Okay. Have, have we gone over a sponsor, Dan? We do. They really, they're really liking us at the minute. Mm. Yeah, and um, yeah. So we'll just click, click, play on the sponsor. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. Tired of using your old boring mouthwash to get rid of plaque? Bored of using soft, fluffy feathers to restore your pillows? 
Well, look no further than the all-new product from Evil Company of Death, Kalem Industries. Yes, here at Kalem Industries, we're aiming to prove both comfort and hygiene to your life. Provide both comfort and hygiene to your life with our new revolutionary product, super soft and eco-friendly gravel. Gone are the days of spreading your toast with unhealthy, fattening butter. With our all-new gravel recipe, you'll buy our stones and watch yours drop away. Is your child getting bullied at school? Then you shouldn't erase such an ugly nerd of a child. <laughs> Be prepared for even more crying when the cool kids are pelting your stupid child with our brand new, government-approved Kalem Industries gravel. There really, there really is nothing we cannot do here at Kalem Industries. Buy our new intelligent VR gravel product to, su- <laughs> to support our foray into world domination. Don't get left behind, because if you do, your legs will be fucking broken by our CFO, Margaret. That's Kalem Industries' all-new improved holographic turmeric-infused gravel. Buy today or perish. Warning. If you're not affiliated with Kalem Industries by 2024, your house will be burned to the ground, so join today to avoid disappointment. Hi, good morning. Here to report a crime. Yeah. An international war crime, right? So, Dan, um, I was lucky enough to do... uh, I was the camera operator on the most recent series of Police Interceptors. Oh, were you? Uh, Were you in one of the body cams? No, yeah, I was inside (laughs) one of them. Yeah. Pe- pedaling that's how the pedal powers <laughs> yeah. they basically shrink you down and put you inside the camera yeah. and you have the option to change the angles and that you yeah, know that's good, yeah. get optimum coverage of the violence and yeah. the uh, scummery so um, and you know a little coinky dink the first one was in a, a little place we know quite well called Bishop Auckland that's nice my, the... my, my place of birth yeah is it really yeah it is <laughs> god yeah well Home to Matt Baker and, unfortunately, Dan Skilbeck. Also, something I found out the other day, I share the same birthday as Matt Baker. Oh, nice. You, yeah. Oh, it's, you know, it's it's a great outdoor space. <laughs> <laughs> I'm here today to ha- have a look at the sheep in the Somerset fields. Uh, I, don't, I love Matt Baker. Yeah, let's not take a piss on Matt no. Baker. You don't deserve it. He's a good man. Good county Durham man. Yeah. He's done well for himself. He's a county Durham man. <laughs> With a county Durham smile. Okay, so I'd like to play a little excerpt. They told me to plug it on here because obviously of the high rating, so I thought I'd do him a Mm favour. So here's a little excerpt from one of the episodes I filmed on. Okay. From robbers to thieves, morning to eve, Britain is packed with geezers and gals that do what they want and as they please. In today's show, we follow a crack team of specialists in County Durham as they track down vehicle crime. <coughs> now then, my name's PC Griffith, and I've been on the force for 32 years. My favourite sport is Alan Shearer, and my favourite celebrity is Alan Shearer. <laughs> PC Griffith is on the search for committers a very unusual crime on this sunny northeast day. Men driving women's cars. It's a massive problem in my eyes. It not only deprives women of their cars, but also depreciates the value of the male race. I'm a bloke, and like most of the blokes, I drive a 5 Series. You know, like most of the blokes. You get some sissies, however, driving like Fiat 500s, which I personally think look like one of those desktop Ubers. Fucking weird as out. <laughs> I, of course, get sexist round the nick and that, but I didn't care. 
because I'm just trying to prevent the taking over of the snowflake generation, much like we stopped communism in the 1980s when I was a bairn. <laughs> it didn't take long for PC Griffith to catch, get his first catch of the day. I am putting the blues on. I've just seen a male around 24 driving a Ford car, and that's just not right in my eyes. Woo! Right, let's go dissolve the situation. <laughs> Hello, mate. Just a quick check. Is this your car? If so, why the fuck is it your car? <laughs> All right, mate. It's actually my lasses, but uh, we needed some milk for the morning because my nana's round. I'll be honest with you, mate. I've not got insurance or a license. But I've been driving on farm tracks for Yero, so I reckon I'm alright. Sorry though, mate. I'm not fucking bothered about your insurance or your licence. <laughs> Couldn't give a fuck, to be honest with you. <laughs> Just want to know how, how come you're driving a woman's car. You're part of the snowflake generation. Like I said, mate, I've, I've not got my own car and we needed some milk. I know I should have done it. I'm sorry, sir. I'm happy to leave the car here and walk. At this moment... Oh. At this moment... Griffith lost his patience and pulled the young man out of the car. Right, listen here, lads. I'm arresting you under suspicion of driving a woman's car. You can say what you want, but I think you're a rat either way. The suspect was off to Bishop Auckland Nick. Sealer on the desk spoke as they entered. Are you, Griffith? Who have you bought me today? You coconut. Has he been driving women's cars and how? He fucking has, and I'm disgusted by it. Can we get him into a cell, please? Is it the safest place for this individual? Oh, Griffith, man, you're full of shit. There's no such crime as a man driving a woman's car. And to be totally honest with you, I don't think any car is more suited to a man or a woman. You're 49 years old and there's real criminals outside here. Can you please uncuff the poor lad? Better things you're a fucking nutcase. <laughs> the lad ran back off down Bishop's Main Street. He even nicked a pint of milk from the police canteen as a dirty protest. <laughs> Griffith spoke to the camera after the incident. One day, everyone will realise that a man driving a woman's car... Is as wrong as socks and sandals or a pineapple on a pizza? If we keep going the way we are, we'll have to tear down the football leagues and start drinking Sauvignon Blanc. Anyway, I would have given the lad three years in a max security prison, a five grand fine and ten years banned from driving. It's fucking disgusting. Thanks, Don. It's good, Very, isn't it? That was good. Yeah. Quite fiery episode. I can't wait to show you the visuals as well. Yeah, all up. All the bright lights. Yeah, he, he pulls him out just through the window. He didn't even open the door. Yeah. And slams his arm on the curb. <laughs> and gets his button out and just starts smacking the, the lad's exhaust pipe saying, what are you doing driving a woman's car? Ding, 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 yeah. ding. It's a woman's car. He's a nutter. Yeah. I shoving, think, I think shoving, he's since been... Uh, shoving pies up the exhaust yeah. and stuff. Yeah. I think in, he's since been uh, resigned from the force. Has he been resigned? Yeah. yeah. Putting lager in the... Um, Rightly so. In the washer fluid. <laughs> So, uh, have you got anything else to add? In? Any any tidbits of the week? Anything you've been up to? Um, not really. Just oh. move back. Probably move back to Liverpool. No one wants to about you moving back to Liverpool, do they? All right. Sorry. I'll see you later then, Matthew. <laughs> yep. Uh, yeah. Bye, everyone. Bye. <laughs>